Welcome to the Kara's Care Show, where we explore the cutting edge of wellness. So many of us suffer from migraines, and to treat them can be confusing, from harsh drugs to natural remedies, lifestyle changes. So really, what causes them? And what's the latest in how to make them go away? The answer is actually all can be very personal. So I'm excited to have Dr. Joseph Maroon on the show. He is a neurosurgeon who specializes also in the treatment of migraines. I certainly treated many as the team neurosurgeon for the Pittsburgh Steelers back since 1981. He says migraines commonly also go hand in hand with concussions. So we'll get into that as well. Welcome, doctor. Thank you so much, Karen. Great to be with you. So what really causes a migraine? As a neurosurgeon, I know you know exactly what our brain looks like. What's happening when we're having a migraine? Well, what happens is there's a hyperexcitability state in the brain and various neurochemicals are released that causes alteration in the cerebral blood flow in the brain. And uh, the constriction of the blood vessels usually uh, can lead to intense throbbing, sometimes intractable pain in the head. It can be unilateral on one side. It can be bilateral. Oftentimes it starts in the cervical area and goes forward. It can be associated with tearing. It can be associated with increased urination, vomiting. And uh, it, it really it affects 15% of the population of the United States and actually uh, is one of the most debilitating neurological disorders in terms of work loss, family interference, and incapacitation. So uh, the, as someone who would suffer from that, and I know there are many people here in the newsroom, step one is you really want to learn what your triggers are and avoid them? Exactly. And, and that's a very important point. So that it's often triggered by various food substances. It could be wine, cheese, nuts. Uh, also, food additives, things that you're not aware of that you're getting in your food, can also uh, precipitate it. Uh, glutamine in Chinese food can also do it. So one, and, and barometric pressure, changes in the weather, in the barometric pressure uh, can lead to prodromal symptoms like fatigue and tiredness and even depression, mood disorders that gradually cascades into a full-blown, intense, throbbing, painful headache. And, uh, and, and it, as I said, it's very disabling and very common. Yeah. And there's a genetic component to this as well. If, you're, if your one parent has it, you're 40% likely to suffer from migraines. If both parents have migraine headaches, uh, it's up to 70%. So, so choose your parents well, Kara. <laughs> right. So that's one of the things we can't control. But we can control some of the other things like common triggers. And I guess that could be different for everyone. But uh, you also say that for a lot of people, cheeses, red wine, and nuts could be a trigger. Yes. And it's important to keep a food diary, uh, to be cognizant, to be aware of what is associated with the onset of the headache. If it's certain foods, try to avoid them. Uh, if it's alcohol, obviously. One of the most common things that's hard to avoid is stress. And stress is a, uh, a trigger. And it's interesting that 21% of people who are unemployed have migraine headaches mm. compared to 15% of the normal population. So. Unemployment leads to stress, leads to uh, migraines and other problems. 
I mean, it's one thing we talk about all the time on Kara's Cures is the mind-body connection. So though you have a traditional background as an MD and a neurosurgeon, you are here to say that doing yoga and breathing and minimizing our stress and anxiety is crucial in managing our migraines? Absolutely. I, I, I actually wrote a book entitled Square One, A Simple Guide to a Balanced Life. And in it, I emphasize just the things that you mentioned. I emphasize uh, physical activity and exercise, which clearly has a mitigating effect on the development of migraine headaches. And, and also uh, controlling stress, meditation, prayer, uh, religious uh, activities, and focus outside of your body. You know, we know, Kara, that, that the mind can make the body very sick, mm. ulcers, irritable bowel syndrome, heart attacks. But the corollary is also very true that I discuss in my book that the body can heal the mind. The exercise that we do, uh, aerobic stretching, uh, weightlifting, easy weights, also releases neurochemicals, neuropeptides that actually create new brain cells connect, make, make new synapses in the brain where the brain cells are connected and enhances what we call neuroplasticity, the ability to take diffuse amounts of information like we're talking today and, and convey it in a coherent manner. So exercise has all of those benefits. So uh, one of my uh, desk mates here, you know, she suffers from chronic migraines and she's gone to great doctors and she's worked on lots of things and, and she still suffers from them, uh, though they're more under control. Is it something that when we are one of those people, we're always going to have to deal with a migraine? Well, again, you go, I go through a stepwise program. I'm, I'm very holistic, despite being a neurosurgeon, I'm very holistic in my approach to uh, to problems like this. And when I say holistic, usually uh, I start very easy in terms of drug administration in patients with almost any problem, be it arthritis of the neck or back or migraine headaches. And by easy, I mean usually most patients will have recourse to aspirin, ibuprofen, uh, Tylenol. All three have very significant side effects that can be very dangerous. I start with, with uh, magnesium. 50% of people are deficient in magnesium who have migraine headaches. And if you go to an ER when the headache gets so terrible that nothing can be done to relieve it, the first thing they'll give you is IV magnesium. Mm. And this will break the headache in up to 50% of the cases, if not more. So magnesium is one of my first go-to uh, elements and people who exercise a lot, it's often deficient. And really 50% of the people don't get enough of, uh, of ionic magnesium in the country. Uh, the other is riboflavin, vitamin B2, particularly for migraine. Vitamin B2 has an anti-inflammatory effect. It also enhances mitochondrial function, which are the organelles in every cell of our body that takes oxygen and glucose and makes ATP or energy. And, and the other product is Feverview. This is a, a product derived from a, a plant, and it has chemicals uh, in it, natural chemicals, that have been shown in very good studies 
when it's used for migraine to reduce the incidence and also the frequency of migraine by up to 50 to 75%. So those are the, the, the kinds of natural holistic things that I prescribe. After that, there are various drugs that are administered that we can discuss. So I want to talk about the drugs in a moment because I know they have been uh, really game changers for some folks, um, uh, especially some of the newer ones have come out. But back to, I know people are going to say, okay, how do I take this? So magnesium, riboflavin, and fever few. If someone wants to go to their local Whole Foods or health food store, how would they take this to see if it helps them? I think you can Google those three products and, uh, and, and options will come up as to where to purchase. It's relatively inexpensive. It's natural. There are no side effects. And um, it, it's the first thing that I recommend, those three products together uh, for my patients. Are there certain doses that you like? Well, doses, when, yeah, the, the magnesium is uh, up to 350 milligrams a day. The riboflavin is 400. And, and the fever view is, is what you get when you order. Uh, so that they're, they're prescribed, they're, uh, the formulary, the formulation is, is uh, well tested. It's been available for over 25 years. And uh, tens of thousands of people have found it effective. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so you have found uh, in the background that you sent me, Akiso Health Sciences is also uh, a, a resource. I'm not sure exactly. Is that a company that creates these supplements or? Yes, yes. Okay. So and, is that, that's one that you recommend. Interventions. The ketogenic diet is something that I've written about relative to the treatment or the, the ancillary treatment of patients with cancer. Uh, a high-fat, very low-carbohydrate diet, mm-hmm. less than 50 grams a day. Uh, this, this is a diet that uh, actually it, it creates weight loss done appropriately. That, as well as intermittent fasting, sometimes can be therapeutic. So uh, all of these things need to be done in concert. Yes. As you're talking about holistic treatments, it's a holistic, uh, we're treating our whole person. Just a comment before we move on to some of the prescription medications, the ketogenic diet, I imagine as a neurosurgeon, um, people can get very confused about that. You might be want to work with a good naturopath, but you're not talking about going out and eating a lot of red meat or filling up on the wrong fats. You mean healthy fats, correct? Exactly. Healthy fats, avocados, nuts, uh, natural vegetables and fruits, uh, and kind of be careful about the fruits in terms of the glucose content. If you're, if you're going to do that, but also essential. And then your vegetables and nuts, these are all Unless healthy. nuts are a trigger, nuts. right? Pardon me? Unless nuts are a trigger for you and then you don't eat them. Excellent point. Okay. Very um, good. Is chocolate a trigger? It can be for some people. However, uh, there's a recent study out of Harvard called the Cosmos study in terms of looking at high flavanol uh, and high cocoa chocolate, which is quite, quite therapeutic. It's quite healthy. It, uh, it, it actually helps to enhance uh, longevity as well as life, lifespan and health span in, in the right doses and, uh, and, and, and take it, take it regularly. So flavanols and, that you get in blueberries, blackberries, strawberries, things like that, uh, are also uh, potentially therapeutic. 
one of my favorite things, berries and some dark chocolate. So uh, those are, you can make it enjoyable, too. What should one do if they feel a migraine coming on? Is there anything that really works to kind of ward it off at that moment? Well, that's, again, most people early on will take ibuprofen, Tylenol, and, and the products I mentioned, magnesium, riboflavin, and, and feverview. These are things to abort it. Uh, and then there, there are various drugs that can be prescribed that also uh, uh, can abort it taken very early on. Ergot derivatives, uh, serotonin uh, enhancers, and, and then the calcitonin gene-related peptide drug, which is a mouthful, but, but these are, anti, these are um, an antibody pro products that block the particular peptide that's thought to result in the hyperactivity of the brain and the nervous system that results in the migraine attacks. So uh, again, once you get beyond the natural products, it's consultation with your doctor, right. your neurologist, who may specialize in, in headache control to, to get the most uh, therapeutic benefit from medications. Yeah, and, and I know we actually have, uh, you know, here in Connecticut, Hartford Hospital has a, a migraine clinic and a headache center. So there are, there, there's places to go um, where people can get some help with this. But talk a little bit about these drugs. Some of the ones that um, uh, people might know by brand names, um, because I know a few people around the newsroom were saying they take them. They've been game changers for them. Yeah, well, the, uh, the, the drugs, I mentioned the calcitonin gene-related uh, antibody, the monoclonal antibodies, and, and these drugs uh, have been compared. The, the other product that is used frequently for migraine is, is Botox. Okay. Botox injected into the posterior cervical muscles. And uh, the, these antibodies have been compared with the Botox treatment and, and found to be superior to Botox. But that's another thing that's commonly recommended now by physicians for migraine treatment. So is that because our we might be chronically tense back there? So when we're relaxing the muscles, it's going to give help with the migraines? Yeah, that's exactly right. Um, and it's important to differentiate between tension headaches and also migraine. Uh, eye strain, sitting in a position for a long period of time, cervical degenerative arthritis, all can cause the muscles in the back of the neck, the trapezius muscles, those that attach to the base of the skull, to go into spasm. And when they go into spasm, they can promote pain over the greater occipital nerves, which are in the back of the head, and they go forward so that you, you have not only a neck pain, but also uh, an intense headache. But these are usually, they're, they're precipitated by stress also, but not by food products, not by barometric pressure generally, but mostly by stress. And they're not usually associated with photophobia, which is sensitivity to lights, or phonophobia, sensitivity to sounds, or even some smells, some odors, fragrances, mm -hmm. can precipitate a migraine headaches. And, and that's why companies now, large companies, have literally built migraine rooms which are very quiet, dark, and without any fragrances of any kind. Uh, so patients could literally, when you have the first sign, 
decompress, take it easy, lie down, relax, meditate, uh, and uh, don't stimulate your brain through your sensory organs any more than you need to. So the connection there, so that we all understand it, is that uh, people who suffer from migraines tend to be uh, have a hypersensitive nervous system. So the idea of just really getting into that calm state and removing all those distractions will help us to calm the nervous system, and that can really help. That's the connection. Yeah, that's the that is what you mentioned earlier: the mind-body connection, and we we have we have the so-called limbic or emotional brain, our limbic system in the brain, the inner line of the brain, uh, which is the repository for, for fear, for anger, for all negative and positive feelings, mad, sad, glad. Uh, and when we have stimulation, particularly of a stressful nature, it also connects with what we call the autonomic nervous system, which is the nervous system that controls our breathing, our gastrointestinal function, our heart, our lungs, and also innervates the blood vessels of our brain. So there's a very direct connection between our emotional brain, our limbic system, the autonomic nervous system, and subsequently the reaction to the blood vessels of our brain and also the muscles of our neck, our back, our body. Yeah. So again, stress is a very deleterious uh, factor. And uh, again, diet, exercise, controlling environmental toxins in terms of alcohol, drugs, controlling stress and getting adequate sleep. Sleep is a critical part of the whole, the whole thing. So let's talk about NerdTech for a moment. I know that I've done some interviews on that, and I, I know, uh, there's some folks here who say that that's been a game changer. Other drugs didn't help them as much. Can you, can you help people understand what NerdTech is and your thoughts on that? Neurotech is a, uh, I think you're referring to the external electrical stimulator that actually, uh, it, it, it's, well, I mentioned the sympathetic nervous system, which is fight or flight. There's the parasympathetic nervous system, which is rest and digest. So when we meditate, what we're activating is the parasympathetic nervous system. And it works through the brainstem, the vagus nerve that goes to our our body, most of the organs of our body. So right. what these electrical stimulating devices do is they stimulate the vagus nerve, which is right next to the carotid artery in the neck, and actually slows the heart rate, slows the digestive system. It, it activates the parasympathetic nervous system. When we meditate, what we're doing is we're activating the parasympathetic nervous system to calm our body, to relax. So what these, what these electrical devices are doing is putting us in a meditative state physiologically without meditating. Okay. You, you get that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, and I was actually meaning NERTEC as in N-U-R-T-E-C, but that's, I wanted to let you continue because that might be another treatment, but N-U-R-T-E-C, um, that's one, is that a class of the drugs you're talking about? That's the every other day. A lot of people are now uh, a newer migraine drug, but they're taking it every other day just to prevent them. And some of the people I've interviewed have said that it, their migraines have nearly disappeared since they've started taking it. I don't know if it's for everyone or what your thoughts are. Yeah, well, I, I think it, it's in the, the calcitonin gene-related peptide drug group. And uh, I think, again, these are very expensive drugs. So when everything else fails, 
you, you know, whatever works, you do. So that's something that obviously we just need to talk to the doctor about. But um, is there, uh, do women get migraines more than men? Is there something about our genetics as far as? Yes. Yes, there is. Women get significantly more migraines than men, except before puberty. Before puberty, males have a higher incidence of migraine than, than females. But uh, generally speaking, women uh, clearly predominate in the statistical area of that. So when you mention uncontrolled anxiety can really fuel a migraine, um, we've done a lot on this show about getting the proper treatment um, for mental health conditions like anxiety and depression, which have certainly gone through the roof since the pandemic. Um, and we want everyone to do the lifestyle things as well. But sometimes you might need a, a, a medication and uh, perhaps your doctor is going to prescribe something like an SSRI. If you are having, if you get your anxiety treated, is it possible then that your migraines might go away or dissipate from taking the anti-anxiety medications? Yeah, I mean, there's clearly a relationship and uh, it is a, a medication that is frequently prescribed uh, in these particular situations. And, and again, unfortunately, we don't have a cure right. for migraine at this point. And that's why there's a whole, a whole penalty of, of, of drugs and, and things available. Uh, but clearly whatever can be done to reduce stress and depression is another common precipitating factor. The most effective drug in quotes for depression is aerobic activity. And this has been shown over and over again in stress in patients who have been depressed, who have been given an SSRI and others who have been put on a regular exercise regimen. And the exercise regimen works more effectively, longer lasting, and obviously no side effects compared to drug therapy. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and again, it doesn't have to be crazy. Could be some brisk walking every day. Uh, so we don't have to get people uh, start where they are. So um, yes, the exercise being very important. As Back to the supplements for a moment. You also have done a lot of work with the connection between concussions and migraines. This is a big deal, especially for parents, because so many of us have kids in sports. And uh, I know I've had to take both of my kids for concussion treatments. Um, but talk about the relationship between concussions and migraines and how sometimes you also like to prescribe omega-3 treatments. Yeah, absolutely. Well, the so-called post-concussion syndrome. Most concussions, patients who have concussions, particularly in sports, uh, are better in two to three weeks maybe four weeks, the majority are. There's a small percentage, five to 10% or so, who continue to have the symptoms of photophobia, of headache, of memory impairment, of emotional, emotional lability. And uh, in these particular patients, again, I go through the same regimen. We're talking about diet, exercise, rest, gradually getting back into their activity level with supplemental magnesium, riboflavin, omega-3 fatty acids, fish oil. Uh, I'm a big proponent of fish oil uh, as a natural anti-inflammatory. We actually wrote a book on that, uh, Fish Oil, the Natural Anti-Inflammatory, and, and its effect on prevention of cardiovascular disease, enhancing brain health, cognitive health, and, and also I use it in place of ibuprofen for arthritis. With, and we've read another paper on that, uh, the use of omega-3 fatty acids for arthritis. In, in the right doses. And for concussions and headaches, it's a very recommended uh, uh, 
project as well. Word of caution, you want to make sure uh, we've done other shows on the importance of getting high quality. You don't want the kind of fish oils that may have something that would be bad for you. So making sure you're getting high quality um, without the mercury, without fillers, uh, making sure uh, Nordic Naturals might be a good common brand that people could find that's, that's well tested. But you want to make sure people aren't just going and getting anything when it comes to fish oils. You're exactly right. Nordic Naturals is an excellent brand. Uh, Barry Sears has an excellent product. Uh, the, these are all micro distilled uh, and, and from fish that are appropriately sourced and, and then encapsulated so that they don't have exposure to air uh, until they're taken. So these are all important criteria. And you know something a little bit about also preventing aging, which I know we're talking about migraines, but this is all related to we all want young brains. So all of this stuff is going to keep us young as well, whether we're helping with our kids, uh, with, uh, with their sports, but um, all the other things, the meditation, the exercise, the eating right. You are a veteran, I heard, of 72 triathlons and eight iron eight Ironman triathlons. So you actually do practice what you preach, correct? I practice what I preach, and I also uh, I'm a big proponent of hyperbaric oxygen therapy, and uh, have written a few papers on that as well, and and given quite a few talks on the benefits of that in terms of post-COVID, long long COVID, post-traumatic uh, concussions, and uh, and and also stroke. But that's another that's a topic for another day. Yes. Yes. We'll keep it to migraines for now. But um, we've only got about two minutes left before we're going to have to end. And I want to let people know they can uh, you've written many books and they can find out more at your website, josephmaroon.com. But uh, before I let you go, there's a lot of talk. Women are finally learning a lot more about perimenopause and menopause and the fluctuating hormones and what it's doing to our health. Um, is that a time where migraines could be triggered if you haven't had them before? Or would there be a connection? Yeah, no question about it. There, there are many, many women who have migraine headaches in the perimenopausal period and also in the perimenstrual period. Uh, it can be associated with menstruation and uh, come on on a monthly basis and, and be fierce. So, yes, there's a hormonal connection as well as genetic connection, uh, an environmental connection in terms of food, so that all of these things, like, like, the, like the Buddhists say, you have to be mindful and aware of the relationship and then do your best to mitigate them. So as we sum it up to mitigate, we want to make sure, keep a food diary. You might notice some trends about, gosh, I'm always getting migraine on this time. And by writing it down, you're going to see that pattern. Um, you want people to exercise and really work on the stress reduction um, for meditation and going back to those three supplements, the magnesium, the Feverview, and the riboflavin. Those things can really make a big difference. You summarize better than I could, Kara. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I like to give people a checklist at the end. If you've been listening and watching this far, that's your checklist, right? Anything else? Any final thoughts, doctor? No, I think you've done a superb job covering the topic. And uh, if you were going to recommend a book, I know you've written many, but uh, a, a book that people might want to read? Square One, A Simple Guide to a Balanced Life on Amazon. And th that's written by you, sir, correct? Yes. Yes. Okay. Sanjay, Gupta, Sanjay Gupta said it's already changed his life. Awesome. All right. Sanjay Gupta, of course, from CNN, often on our airwaves as well. Uh, Dr. Joseph Maroon, thank you for taking your time uh, to share some really important information about migraines. We do appreciate it here on Kara's Cures. Thank you for the opportunity, Kara.
And you can follow me on social media at Kara Sundlin for more information on the cutting edge of wellness. Have a great day and be well.